0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode one sixty one, Metamorphosis.
0: Hi, pals. We're uh, hmm, this one. This one is an odd one. Oh, uh, I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And, and yes, uh, this la- one was an odd one. La- last week we marveled over, really, is this next two-parter really about this and only this? And and we were both like, well, there must be more to it than There's that. There's got to uh, be more to it than that. No, no. Friends, that's it. listeners, neighbors, there was mm-hmm. none. No, it's an entire two-part-ass episode about mm-hmm. Metamorpho. Yep. The
2: Changing Man.
0: Is, no, that's Shade.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. What was his deal? Metamorpho, the morphing. Well, I did a meta.
0: tiny bit of research in that. I looked it up on Wikipedia and read about three sentences. Mm-hmm. No, I read a few more than that, but not many. Um, but uh, there was something in there about he was intended as a parody originally. Oh. Of ridiculous uh, Silver Age characters with crazy fanciful powers, which that's kind of an interesting thing. But all uh, right. That doesn't come off here at all because they no. play it in- entirely straight.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing. They play it entirely straight, and also it's ridiculous. It is.
0: It's it, like he should be fucking Plastic Man. Mm-hmm. But why don't we just get into yeah, it? we'll, we'll, to we'll
2: get to this. Uh, tell yeah. us about uh, metamorphosis.
0: Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it.
2: Mophis, no uh, mo money.
0: Mm-hmm. We begin with an 80s Transformers episode as some dudes in hard hats drill for some precious resource out in the middle of nowhere. But instead of this process being interrupted by a horde of advancing Decepticons hungry for energy, it's interrupted by some equipment failure, hungry for more stringent safety protocols. Huh. My money went a have been on Subterranean Monster or something like that, but you don't always know what you're gonna get here in the DCAU. I mean, you will pretty much know exactly what you're gonna get for the rest of this particular two-parter, but we'll save that for my bad thing. Later, at the boardroom of an evil, evil corporation, no, not LexCorp, or Wayne Powers, or any of those other ones, man, there are a lot of sinister multinational companies in this fictional world that uses convenient shorthand to communicate broad, relatable ideas. Wonder what that's about. Anyway, the board isn't happy because now their workers want to unionize and not risk certain death every to- every day they come to work. What a bunch of whiners. Simon Stagg, a guy I was certain was designed by Jack Kirby, but I looked it up and apparently he wasn't, claims to have invented a bold new affront to God called Exocomp. Uh, Sorry, I mean Metamorpho. The fuck is a morpho? This special serum will allow a single worker to use fantastic metahuman powers to get any dangerous job done quickly and efficiently. Also, it contains a chemical that suppresses the collective bargaining center of the brain, so he'll never want to join a union. Somehow, despite being made up of shitty rich dudes, the board rejects this idea. So naturally, Stag does what any sensible person would. He traps a dude in a glass cage and blasts him with the serum, making him an unwitting test case. Said dude is Rex Mason, a recently resigned Stag employee who threatened to blow the whistle on Simon's shady practices. Also, he intends to marry Simon's daughter. Also, his BFF is Jon Stewart. No, not the Daily Show guy. The Green Lantern. Rex does indeed turn into Metamorpho, a process that involves possibly the ugliest costume from a period of comics that's infamous for ugly costumes and the power to turn into anything like Clayface, except he can also do like gas and kryptonite, which he does in the inevitable fight with the Justice League. Stag also convinces Rexamorpho that Sapphire, uh, that's his daughter Sapphire stag obviously, uh, is actually into Jon Stewart. Thought she was more of a Colbert man, actually, says Rex before realizing who he actually meant. So he fights the JL some more. And apparently this was Simon's plan all along. Gassing the guy who's sleeping with his daughter and tricking him into fighting the Justice League. And by some insane logic, this actually works. The board now happily signs off on more metamorphos, TM. So Simon rushes over to God's domain to do some more tampering. But an angry Rex who's been wailing about being a MONSTER this whole time shows up and knocks Simon into some chemicals. And now Simon is a monster too, only more of the mindless, lumbering, destructive kind and less of the psychologically tortured kind. So he does what every self-respecting giant lizard, giant ape, or giant wolf would do. He rampages. Uh, This is a reference to the quintessential 80s arcade game Rampage. And no, I still don't know what that giant wolf was supposed to be. A variety of tactics from Superman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, and Green Lantern fail to stop the creature, as does the same tactic repeated over and over (laughs) again by Hawkgirl. So Rex changes into, um, uh, he, um transforms into the physical manifestation of reversing the polarities, I think, and makes the thing explode into goo at the top of a tall building. You know, like in that movie, An Affair to Remember. This reference this reference works a lot better if you know that An Affair to Remember is about a couple that agrees to meet at the top of the Empire State Building at the end. See, I'm implying that Cary Grant was so excited by Deborah Carr that he ejaculated uncontrollably. Kids love al summaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids may not, but I do. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I
2: still don't see why this was a two-parter. This was a whole lot of nothing.
0: Well, this was the bad thing that I alluded to. Yeah. It it wasn't just that it wasn't long enough or big enough to be a two-part Justice League episode. Mm -hmm. It's that we've done all of these beats before, and and the DCAU's been pretty good about, yeah, they'll occasionally repeat themselves, but this was like, oh, the hero's friend of old... Is now a tortured anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the bad guy actually pulled all the strings to make this happen, and it's for a personal reason. Uh, and look, like these are all comics things, and they mm-hmm. happen, and I understand that. But this shows, like Justice League in particular, has been very good about. Okay, we did all this in Batman. Let's not mm-hmm. do this again. This this was like ten different Batman episodes.
2: This, this is so so generic. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that, like, you can get away with that if I have any kind of passion for any of the characters, but I don't give a fuck about Metamorpho.
0: Not really. Um, It would have been an okay Green Lantern story, I think. Sure. Like, just Green Lantern solo, because this is my good thing. We've been talking about wanting to get to know some of the newer characters better, and Mm -hmm. getting to know John better through his old marine buddy is a good choice. Like. They did a good job of establishing, like, they gave us a couple of beats of them as friends before this all happened. Yeah. And then he talks to Sapphire Stag, which I cannot get over mm-hmm. a real uh, name for a real person. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And where she says, uh, Rex looks up to you, is, you know, because you're Green Lantern. And mm-hmm. uh, John's like, but I looked up to him. And it was, it was a cute, like, "Ah, we're each other's heroes. Yeah. I liked that. <sighs>
2: That would have been really good. I would have liked more of them as friends than them as like fighting over a stupid misunderstanding, you know?
0: Yeah. And if they had made it clear, like, my assumption was the metamorpho serum or whatever turned like made him mentally unstable and, you know, he was acting out because his emotions were all messed up now. But, like,.
2: I they didn't the, say that. No, they don't. But I, I like. I have the note here that's like, uh, he's acting a little irrationally, but I, in his defense, he is having a very bad day.
0: Yeah. But also, I don't know. Like, I think they were kind of expecting us to roll with it since we yeah. have seen this story so much before. Well, it's like, but well, that's lazy. They didn't bring anything new to it. Yeah. And again, though, I liked their friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's yeah, the thing that's really
2: the best thing about this episode. Well, like, that
0: and, and and the villain was kind of fun. Like, that's your good thing, right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Simon Stagg is ridiculous, and
0: mm-hmm. I love him. Well, they did, they did uh, in, a, in a series that has Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and a number of other evil billionaires, they managed to distinguish this one and make him his own thing.
2: I uh, To describe this maniac mm-hmm. who looks like the toy man's brother... The more toy toy man?
0: Yeah, toy man from the comics, yeah, yeah, not like
2: ventriloquist dummy toy man. But like he's got like a real like children's entertainer vibe to him. Like he wears a suit with like a a curly ribbony bow tie. And but it's a
0: it's a it's a children's entertainer from the era, like from the eighties where it's like ever like that whole thing has dried up and it hardly exists anymore, and Mm -hmm. he's still doing it at age 70.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Like, not in his heyday.
2: It's like, welcome back to Simon Stagg's playhouse or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've been on the air for 50 years.
0: (laughs) Continuously.
2: (laughs) Like a a telethon. (laughs) And only your donations can keep me going. Oh, no, we had to sell more puppets.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Now I only have my henchman.
2: I want to be clear on this. He does not sound like that, but he does look like he should sound like that.
0: No, he's got the crazy, like, Doc Brown hair. Yeah. And, like, deep, crazy eyes.
2: Like, the thing is, this dude is lifted directly from, like, the Metamorpho comics, none of which I read.
0: No. Um, Not just Metamorpho. Like he's he's apparently live action versions of him have existed in the uh, the Arrowverse, and mm-hmm. even I guess he was in Wonder Woman '84. Which I yeah, didn't
2: he he uh, he shows up in uh, one of the Arkham games too. Like one of the later mm. ones when they're like, "We killed all Batman's villains."
0: Yeah, we, we need an evil like rich guy, and we mm-hmm. can't use Lex or Max Lord. Who else yep. do we have? <laughs> yep. Um, it's uh, like real quick,
2: the, f- the fifth richest evil billionaire.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, they, there's a whole line of them. It's uh huh. Um. I do you have more to say about him I just wanted to butt in real quick when mm-hmm. you t- mentioned his voice he is voiced by Earl Bowen uh who I know best as Lechuck from all the Monkey Oh
2: Island games. yeah. Uh
0: he's he's also done a bunch of other things. He mm. he died earlier this year and and people were going on and on about his roles and nobody mentioned Lechuck so I yeah. just want to say like that's Lechuck man. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. He he's anyway. a great Lechuck. <laughs> Yeah, but he also was good in this role. Like, oh, he's sure. got a very distinctive voice, and he was he was a good, like, oh, this isn't Clancy Brown. This is a different, like, horrible, evil, a rich guy.
2: Scientist, billionaire, whatever. Kind of yeah. wants to fuck his daughter. All right.
0: Mm, oh, yeah. There's a lot of his, like, sexual guardianship over her. Mm-hmm. You'll never fuck my daughter. I'll turn you into a metamorpho before that happens. And then I'll turn into a monster that takes sort of the top of a building like King Kong's mm-hmm. which heavily implies the thing you just said. Yep, yep, yep. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, you 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 forgot to mention his um
2: Oh, yeah, he also has a caveman assistant for some reason. Mhm. Which uh, named Jabba. Mm-hmm. Who like
0: I didn't what? catch his name, but all right.
2: Mm. It's like what what?
0: The uh so um Metamorpho's fighting him at one point and we'll mm-hmm. calls him Flintstone. Yep. The DC Wiki helpfully points out this is a reference to the 1965 animated series The Flintstones. Oh, thank God. Thank you, <laughs> DC
2: Wiki. I, I, I never I never would have caught that otherwise.
0: Look, sometimes they point out a lot of shit that I would have to dig to three or four sources to find it. I'm mm-hmm. glad they do that. But sometimes they say <laughs> Flintstone is from The Flintstones.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. I've never met The
0: Flintstones. <clears throat> really?
2: What kind of Stone Age family would you say they were?
0: Well, modern for the standards of the 60s. I don't know if I would still call them modern. Uh-huh. Postmodern, maybe. <laughs> They're the postmodern Stone Age. Mid-century really modern?
2: Uh-huh. Mm. Kitchy.
0: They're the kitschy Stone Age family. <laughs> there's there's uh, people who know these terms like academically. I'm thinking specifically of Devlin, but I'm sure, sure. there's others who are just screaming right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, guess what? I'm on the show and you're not.
2: Yeah. Look, if we don't have this show to uh, make our listeners uh, scream at us,
0: then what's even the point? Yeah, like to spread like obvious, deliberate disinformation. Mm -hmm. And disinformation is definitely the word, not misinformation. Mm -hmm. Disinformation, (sighs) information's evil brother from the mere universe. Man, don't disinformation. (laughs) You got beef with information? I do got beef with information.
2: I'm tired of it coming around my fantasy world and ruining everything.
0: Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're not wrong about Stag and about his weird fucking sidekick and all of it.
2: Well, so the the minimum amount of research I've done on this, and by research mm-hmm. I mean I didn't read anything. I just remember this from like back in the early aughts when I read a lot of comics blogs. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're supposed to be like. A vaguely like sort of what the Venture Brothers is based on type team.
0: Oh, like an old pulp thing.
2: Yeah, it's like an old pulp thing, and they like go and investigate stuff and like look for treasure and shit.
0: Huh. Let's look for treasure. <laughs>
2: do 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 do. do. <laughs> but and I guess that translates to evil billionaire, caveman, mm-hmm. rich daughter, and Whatever the fuck a metamorpho is.
0: <laughs> his look, leg is made of wood. His, I mean, the look of him is very stupid, but the powers are actually cool. He can apparently just turn into every element. Yeah. Which is, we, you know, like we've had guys like Clayface who can mm-hmm. change their form. You've had guys like Ink who can move like water. But this is, this is a different take on that. I think. Yeah, I could turn into a cloud with my face on it. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Just like that guy in, in Mario that then throws spiky turtles at you. Yep. Lakitu. Yeah, I know.
2: mm mm-hmm. That's my boy Lakitu.
0: I was making a reference to that the other day, and I somehow pulled that name from my memory, and I did not know how I knew it. But mm-hmm. I knew it. How do I know that guy that lives in the cloud? They don't say his name in the 8-bit game that didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you can trust me on this.
0: Maggie read the manual back to back because she had to go to school
2: and not play Mario for a few hours.
0: Yeah. Well, what can I what can I fill my brain with that's Mario related? Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have that uh, Nintendo Power subscription yet, and video games mm-hmm. are the only thing that matters.
0: Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. There was um, there was a commercial for the original Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. where it's just a guy. He, he could be a Kevin McDonald character. He's a <laughs> He's a th- tall, thin, crazy-eyed guy <laughs> with, like, uh, uh, curly black hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's in a padded room. If he's not in a padded room, he should be. <laughs> sure. He's in, like, a black turtleneck, and he's just yelling out the, the weird names for things in Zelda. Oh, God, I think I remember this. And that's it. It has, Like, it shows uh, shots of the game, but mm-hmm. uh, it's mostly just that guy going, like, P-hats, levers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tights. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's fucking I love it. Mhm. rocks. Yeah, you do you do remember cuz these are all specifically the ones he said. Mhm. No, I remember. I just know Zelda
2: bad, bad guy names.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he said every single one of them. And uh Moblins. No, he didn't say that one. All right.
2: Um They're like goblins but they're bulldogs, so they're moblins. What? <laughs>
0: Why wouldn't they be doglins? <laughs> oh, fuck that is better. Or bulldog I don't know. There's a way Hello, to, Nintendo. A way to... <laughs> I mean, look, you, you are also going through the filter of a whole ass other country with a different language and culture. So sometimes the mm-hmm. perfect pun eludes you because you're translating into Japanese first. I understand.
2: Well, the weird thing is that sometimes the perfect pun already exists in Japan and then it gets to America and they're like, How do we translate this perfect Japanese
0: pun? Oh yeah. Yeah, like like apparently Waluigi. Mm-hmm.
2: That's like a, a whole thing over there.
0: Yeah. But we don't have the context for it. Yep. Look, I expect this will not be the last time we wander way off because there's not much to talk about Th- in this damn episode. This is such I mean, like, you say it should be a one a, a one-parter,
2: an episode mm-hmm. or a thing that definitely exists. Yes. And you are absolutely correct. There is nothing going on here. Like No.
0: no <sighs> and the things that are going on are things we've seen a hundred times. Like again, the glimpse into Jon Stewart's mm-hmm. like personal life and his history and his backstory is good. Also, we got another scene of uh, John's really bummed by all of this and he confides in someone and it's uh, it's Hawkgirl. Like,
2: yeah. They're again, really setting
0: they're... that relationship up. And it doesn't feel tortured. If I didn't no. know they were going to hook up, I'd just be like, oh, this is his friend because they're both sort of the hardcore ones. I yeah. get it. And Batman is hard to talk to. So, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Hey, uh, Batman, can I talk to you about my feelings for a minute? No. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Absolutely Look, if I, not.
0: If I don't talk to any of the Robins about that, I'm absolutely not going to talk to you mm-hmm. about it. Look, I have, like,
2: like all these kids that I adopted, and a mm-hmm. butler who is my father, and I refuse to talk about my feelings to any of them. Why do you think I would talk to you?
0: The butler knows, uh, w- but I don't talk about it. Fortunately, he's British, so he's mm-hmm. practiced it just knowing, because they don't talk about it either. Mm-hmm.
2: Alfred, I have deep psychological issues. Very good, sir. <laughs>
0: One does not speak of this, sir. I
2: understand. <laughs> Stiff up a lip and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. My lip is the stiffest. <laughs> That's a good chap. <laughs> now wipe your nose. Jolly um, good. There, there was a bit, I think you, I think I saw you pointing this out in your, uh, mm. in your notes as well, where, so there's a, a train crash. I, I glossed over this because it wasn't really important like, or interesting. Yeah. I mean, it established the... Uh, the ape henchman who I, I just thought was a resident of Gorilla City who was sticking around and mm-hmm. found another job.
2: <laughs> I, he's that guy from that episode of Batman who is the cab driver. He just shaved all the hair off.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not he's not brilliant, but for a gorilla, he's pretty, pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Doing all right um, for himself. Yeah. He can operate a freeze ray, which yeah. is uh, That's probably impressive. more than I could do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how those things work. Yeah. Huh. Um, but uh, there, yeah, there's a bit. There's a, a train crash with some dangerous chemicals, and then Green Lantern stops it, and Batman comes in to investigate. After, and there's a shot where he's trying to look stealthy in broad daylight in a public place. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if they do that for laughs, but it's not the first time it's happened in this show. Where it's, it's like
2: fun. It's very funny to me.
0: Justice League happens more during the day, like in in Batman's own series. It's just like, look, it's always night, whatever. Yeah. But. A lot of times he has to interact with people who who aren't like that, so he's got to sneak around just, you know, at noon at a train Uh, station.
2: Yes, I am a very dark and sneaky man.
0: And they use a lot of the uh, same animation stuff, like like little animation flourishes they would use when he's sw- hiding behind a gargoyle or swinging off mm-hmm. a building. But when he's on level ground and it's bright out, it doesn't look cool. Well, it's weird watching him walk from
2: place to place too, because he has to do yeah. like that Batman scurry where he's in like where he's like bundled up in his cape.
0: Yeah, he kind of Dracula's the cape.
2: Yeah, and I'm like Batman. We can see you. No, you can't. Yeah. I'm a master of stealth.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you are in shadows,
2: but there mm-hmm. aren't any. The sun is beating down. It's the middle mm-hmm. of July.
0: <sighs> yeah, I know. I really should not have worn black, <laughs> and I I lined this thing with like a, like a special thermal insulator because it gets real cold. But uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> this
2: uh, this is probably the time when I should change over to the blue and gray costume. Hmm. Um.
0: So, what was your bad thing?
2: Uh, yeah, so the last chunk of the episode is, we mentioned this, Stag turns into a big monster and rampages around. And honestly, mm-hmm. I am so much less interested in that than I am with him as a evil, brilliant billionaire who wants to fuck his daughter. Like,
0: And that's you saying that. Yeah, exactly. You love, you love a giant monster and I you do love a, love a good fight monster. scene.
2: But like, yeah, we lose this villain that's, int- we lose one of the most interesting things about the episode yeah, the the monster design itself is something we've seen a million times because it's just a big slime monster. I've seen what? so many of those.
0: I I was getting real uh, Fantastic Four issue one vibes, like yes, like yeah, that absolutely. very simple giant monster with the mm-hmm. basic face and the you know yeah
2: yeah, but like he's just he's not interesting at all.
0: No, there the this was one thing the DC Wiki pointed out that I thought was mildly interesting. Mm um that and I think they actually said it in the episode but uh that the monster is like because stag's still alive he's like yes. in a hospital bed um and the monster's sort of a an extension of his subconscious or something mm. and I don't know if you've seen the movie Forbidden planet and if not you should um but the the gist of that is uh monsters from the id
2: oh that is cool
0: where it's like there there is a monster terrorizing this planet but mm-hmm. it's it's all from this ship full of you know like like it's very Star Trek—the ship full of military guys, like horny sailors, basically. Oh,
2: damn! I didn't know that was what Forbidden Planet was about. I should, wa- I should watch that movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've basically spoiled the twist—that you don't find that out till. Most
2: That's of fine. There's still but, a cool uh, robot I could look at.
0: Uh, yeah, there is. Um, but uh, it pointed out that that might have been a an homage to uh, to Forbidden Planet, which is possible. That's um, kind of neat. Dwayne McDuffie wrote the second part to this. And I hate to just a- immediately hear something funny and attribute it to him because mm-hmm. I know the other writers are very good. Yep. But there was a particular exchange of dialogue that I was like, Dwayne McDuffie wrote this, didn't he? And mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was right. So yep. it's like, okay, <laughs> it's there's, um, uh, Stag has captured metamorpho and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm done with you. You're my test subject and I'm done with you now. Uh, I'm going to have these guys who dispose of, uh, industrial waste, take you to a, like to a dump somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the, it's the cliche of the two thugs having an uh, enlightened conversation. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's a very funny exchange of like, like, uh, uh I, I thought I could, uh, change careers and dispose of waste, but I still don't make a lot of money. And <laughs> the other guy's like garbage in garbage out. Yep. Uh, it was like, it was clever enough that I'm like, Hmm. Yep. Yep. He wrote it. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne McDuffie. I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to talk about the voice talent a bit. We we mentioned Earl Bowen. Um, Rex is voiced by Tom Sizemore, who mm-hmm. I don't know if he's an actual movie star in the sense that he carried movies, but he was at least the second guy, like the, the co-star in everything. Oh, yeah. I've seen this guy
2: in a bunch of stuff.
0: I think he was an alien. He I don't see alien on here. Maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. He I was in. Be. He was in Relic. Yeah, I was. Mm, that must be it. That mm-hmm. must be what I'm thinking of. Now, he's, he's, but he's been. In, he was in everything. He also died this year. I don't know why people oh, wow. from <laughs> from this particular episode are uh, dropping dead this year. But uh, now he's definitely someone that if you look at him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. I mean, you might not because of the face blindness, but, sure. But a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, that guy.
2: He had. Um. um he gave Rex a real like like 60s Sinatra like. He was, like, five seconds away from saying ring-a-ding-ding.
0: Well, I think you were responding to the fact that he was drawn to look a lot like um, uh, 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 Dr. Venture. That could also be true. Fuck. What's, what's Jonas? old man Venture? Jonas, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Rusty. That guy. Please put your dick away, Dad. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sapphire Stag. Uh-huh. Played by Denica McKellar, who was mm-hmm. Wendy Cooper from The Wonder Years, and uh, also yeah. co-author of the academic paper "Percolation and Gibbs States Multiplicity for Ferromagnetic Ashkin-Teller Models on Z squared." Mm-hmm. I'm probably part- saying at least part of that wrong, but I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> that she is a uh, uh, a mathematics writer, is what they called her. Like she uh, she has her degree in mathematics, and she writes a bunch of books about like, "Hey, huh. teach girls math; it's not hard." Mm-hmm which is cool. Like she shouldn't just be known as Winnie Cooper. So, yeah. uh, you know, good job. But uh, in this episode she was like a fucking brave and the bold character. Yep. She was like the fucking like the the love interest and the the hostage and that was it.
2: Mhm. Good work.
0: Yeah, Thanks. That was that was fire. Wow, that's not her fault. No. The writers usually give the women more to do on this show, but uh you know, uh, let's see uh, what we'll else. See. I still don't understand. Stag turning this guy who hates him mm-hmm. into a monster and expecting good. Now, now my plan will happen. Yep, this
2: will work perfectly. What? But then it did. Why didn't you just murder him? That's so, so much easier.
0: Yeah, like if you're if you're looking for a test subject, what about your big gorilla henchman?
2: Yep. Or, like, look, just check on the internet. That's full of nasty freaks who want to be, like, wood or water or something.
0: This was, like, 2002. There were a few, like, pocket, like, uh, news groups or or message boards, but, uh, you know, not, not as organized as they are now.
2: Look, you could definitely find some nasty freaks if you put in the time.
0: Oh, absolutely. But, you know, back then, especially someone this guy's age who's been mm-hmm. doing children's entertainment for 50 years. Like... <laughs> He doesn't he doesn't have time to learn the internet.
2: Where am I gonna find some nasty freaks to turn into like a wood guy? Mm-hmm. Clearly they must be around somewhere.
0: Oh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Hello uh, there. Coming coming back to the whole women thing, I was like, Hawkgirl really did not have a good time in this episode.
2: Boy, she sure didn't.
0: She got her ass kicked by some bank robbers. Yep. What? I don't believe
2: that, Hot Girl. If there's one thing I know you can do, it's kick the shit out of some bank robbers, like- some
0: regular ass Earth humans who have guns but no powers or anything.
2: Yep, yep, yep. This is this is like you excel at this kind of thing. Just <laughs> ha their fact, truck and you're done.
0: In fact, you might be overkill for this kind of thing. Yeah, I, in which, by which I mean, you overkilled like three people. I gotta say though, that leads me to. This great moment, I don't know if you noticed this, mm. it happened It happened off screen. It was more told in sound. But those guys are standing there and we're actually uh, looking at a shot of of John and you hear ding and then a body falling and then Hawkgirl walks into the frame. <laughs> what happened was she didn't clobber them with her mace. She just lightly tapped them and they fell down. Yep. It was so good. It was That's such good, good shit. Storytelling with sound effects. Yep. Like, I wanted to see it, but it was, it still, you know, it still worked. If I can't see it. Yeah, I still, you know, they did a good job. Oh, Mm -hmm. I know what I wanted to talk about. Oh, you know, I I, I often get like a little bored by fight sequences, but there was one bit where the potential of having Metamorpho was like, oh, if the whole thing was like this. So Metamorpho has started figuring out his powers, and Mm -hmm. his bottom half is a spring. Yep and his arm is an axe. Mhm. And he's fighting Jean Jones as like a Chinese influenced dragon. Yep. That is how you fight C. Yep. Like he should be John Jones's uh, uh arch nemesis because they're both kind of shapeshifters like in different yeah. ways and you could get into a whole like wizard's duel thing where they keep turning into different stuff to fight each other.
2: Yeah, that would be amazing.
0: But that that's not what they did.
2: Yeah, instead we got I don't know. We did get a dragon, so I guess. That's I mean, that was cool.
0: it. Was cool for like thirty seconds, where it was like, the, "Here's here's what the episode should be." Mm-hmm. Is like him learning his powers and getting really good at it. Because a mm-hmm. lot of times you have guys like this, and you you give it to like some dumb meathead like Clayface, who's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I can imagine a monster or something, but I like could
2: make like an axe.
0: Or... I mean, he was a he was a he was an actor, so like sure. He, he could think of some things and he I'll could disguise himself.
2: Hit you in the face with a well-known actor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, Keanu Reeves to the face. That's the worst.
2: I can't believe he hit me with Keanu Reeves. He's such a nice
0: guy who would never hit me himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the irony of it. See, I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but someone who could really do like what we want to see more of with, with John with his ring, like doing mm-hmm. the weird Creative stuff with you, yeah, you know? Not and, just beams you, and bubbles. Right. No, and again, Clayface, they definitely, because I remember you and me and Flonk going on about some of the cool things they did with Clayface. Yeah, but, it was awesome. But this is different. This is <laughs> a whole different set of powers, and they, they touched on it a little, but then they kind of shied away from cool. it.
2: Well, and there's also the bit where like Rex turns into like Kryptonite to fight Superman, and he seems mm-hmm. like he doesn't know that he turned. Why he turned into Kryptonite to fight Superman, and that's interesting. Like, yeah, the I, idea that I, he's just like he's like instinctive- a defense mechanism. Ex- yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. something you could do something with.
0: Well, between that and what I was saying about, did this make him mentally unstable? Like, if they leaned more into how did this thing affect him? Yeah. And what is it making him do that he doesn't quite understand and, and wrestling with his whole, you know, mm-hmm. out of control? Like, that could have been interesting. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do most of that. <sighs> also, I was under the impression he needed to touch the thing he turned into first, but that's somebody else. Yeah, that, no, that's uh, that's the absorbing man. Mm, but I think, isn't it somebody else in DC? I feel like we've seen that trick.
2: It might be. Like, that's not a, like, that's definitely a power that they could, like, I could see them doing a bunch
0: Because my first thought was, well, fighting Superman—the one thing that could stop him—you've never seen before. So Mm -hmm. how could you? Oh no, you're doing it anyway. Never mind.
2: Who is that? You're right. Now I'm trying to figure. Remember who the guy was that touched kryptonite so he could be kryptonite.
0: I think it was Rudy.
2: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ah, Rudy. I miss you.
0: Again, giving fantastic powers to someone who's too dumb to use them makes Mm -hmm. sense. Just wants. But giving them to some. Just
2: wants to sit in his cell and watch the Home Shopping Network.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't buy anything. He's in prison. No, a perfect character. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I like, giving it to someone who's, who's you know, a good tactician and, yeah. and smart could have been cool. And plus, I don't even mind the first he's a misunderstood potential villain, but then he's a hero thing. Yeah. If it had happened a little more. Qu- the thing is, if you're going to repeat beats from before, you need to go through them quickly. Yes, mm-hmm. we know. You understand that's how this works. Let's move on with it. But it was two parts.
2: It really it really sort of just just stretched out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they do the whole like, "Oh, you're fucking my girlfriend" thing. And I hate <sighs> that crap, you know?
0: Yeah. They took a picture of her kissing John's cheek because he's going to help. Yeah. Look, like, "Oh, thanks. I miss my fiance who I love." Mm-hmm. Smooch. Yep. That's it. Like it was completely chased. I don't uh, yeah. But again, if the serum had made him mentally unstable.
2: Yeah. And all you need is a line to say that,
0: you know? Yeah, like it's it's fucked with my endocrine system or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like your um your 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 hormones, your yeah. you know, the chemicals that make you unhappy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why we have those. Yeah.
2: God, why mm-hmm. why would you have these when you could not have these?
0: Mm-hmm. Just give oh. me more serotonin. I'm having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Well, he could probably just turn into pure serotonin. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing. He's chemically, like, he could chemically be anything he wants. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why he can't just, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Here's here's the precise balance of um, antidepressants I need. mm -hmm. Here's a little extra something to help me focus. Yeah. Now just spray it in your nose.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. They Uh, do have that bit at the end where where Batman's like, okay, I figured out the antidote, but I got to, like, make it. And yeah. he's like, "I'll just
0: be it. What is it? Yeah, just just tell me the chemicals, and I'll do it." Yeah. And one of the little, it was pretty subtle, but mm-hmm. one of the things I like is he says that to John first. Yeah, and John sort of completes his sentence. He's like, uh, "Have to, I have to put together a peptide chain," and he's like, "Oh, uh, I I don't remember the techno babble." Sure. But the point is, what they signal to us is John's not just a like a like a marine in the trenches. He's not mm-hmm. just a a dumb soldier. Yeah, He's, he knows the shit like Batman threw some highly technical medical jargon at him. And, and uh, John's like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I couldn't put it. To- I'm not as smart as you. I couldn't put it together, but I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I'm glad because at this point, John is mostly just kind of a hard ass. And mm-hmm. this episode, like while this episode is largely forgettable, it did a lot to flesh out John and make him feel more like a well-rounded person to me.
2: Well, that is true. He's also still a hard ass though. Oh, that's fine. It's just, you need more than that is all. This friend he has, he's like, I'm so glad to see you, Rex. Like, we haven't caught up in forever. Mm -hmm. Hey, I think you might have committed crime. Well, he is kind of a cop. You did commit crime, didn't you, Rex? Mm -hmm. No.
0: No, but my company did.
2: Oh, my company absolutely did.
0: Just like all companies, so. Well, yeah. Um, look, if the Justice League wants to wants to get involved in that, you're gonna oh. it's gonna take a while.
2: I work for a shady billionaire, by which I mean billionaire.
0: Yes, really, that's that's redundant. You don't want to say shady billionaire. Um, the, we also learn here's another thing I learned about uh, John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. He apparently at all times carries a burner phone on him. He sure does. <laughs> he just hands a cell phone. Like, a disposable cell phone that he doesn't need again mm-hmm. uh, to Rex and says, uh, hey, if you find anything out, give me a call. <laughs> wow. All right. Why do you just have this? Don't worry about it. Batman has, like, a crate of them up on the watchtower. We yeah, take right. one with us every time. Uh, in I case we want to make untraceable phone calls, you know.
2: I confiscated these from Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. You want the He's Hello just, Kitty one?
0: Who's just becoming a thing right now. Yep. Yep. Amanda got a bunch of those at an estate sale, and mm-hmm. she has a Saul Goodman drawer now.
2: <laughs> of course she fucking does. <laughs> God damn it. That's really funny. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh, What else? Anything? Th-
2: so this episode ends basically with, like, Rex is still metamorpho, and I feel like the like we're a second away from him going, like, so, like, can I join the Justice League and them all standing around awkwardly going,
1: no. Uh, I
0: don't remember when we expand to the uh, Justice League Unlimited when mm-hmm. it's, you know, lots and lots of guys. If he's, I he must be because. I'm sure he is. He's a very distinctive character model that would stand out among all the others. Like, yeah, it would it would be silly not to put him in a group shot.
2: Yeah. Like, even if, even if he's just like a background guy or something like there's no way think, they didn't use him.
0: I don't think they focus on him again, but they don't need to. They could yeah. just they could just blue devil him. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if that hurts your feelings or not. Like, I mean, look, I'm just glad the Blue Devil got to show up, you know? Okay, yeah, I get it. Now I'm going to look him up because this is one of the things that the DC Wiki is good at. They will mm-hmm. tell me if he appeared anywhere else. Uh, oh, lots. Oh, cool. He that appears. says here playing cards with Blue Devil. That's interesting. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's all cameos. It's all, so presumably it's all like crowd shots, but... Mm. So yes, seven- eventually... <laughs> Seven different episodes. uh Uh, Oh, and uh, in an upcoming episode of this show, but only mentioned, so that Mm -hmm. doesn't count.
2: My friend Metamorpho. Yeah, I remember him. Boring Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Not my favorite of our adventures.
0: Yeah, but again, we've said this before, a a substandard episode of this show is still pretty good.
2: Oh, look, I'd still rather be watching this than most uh, cartoons.
0: Yeah, most things. Most things, Yes. Like, a lot of things we've reviewed I would not particularly want to sit through. Uh-huh, yeah. As opposed to this. Hey, Maggie, you can watch this two-parter or an Enterprise
2: two-parter. Oh, I'll I'll take Metamorpho in a uh, second.
0: The thing is, just a single episode of Enterprise would be this length, and I don't want to watch that either. Yeah. Even the best episode of Enterprise would not be as good as this substandard mm-hmm. episode of, of Justice League.
2: We, we, we hate Enterprise is, I think, what you want to take away from this conversation. It was very bad. It, it was
0: really fucking bad. And sometimes people are like, it was the best Star Trekker. How come things aren't like they were when Enterprise was on? And those people are wrong. Mm-hmm. Objectively wrong. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Very well. Well, next time. Ooh, we're already at the end of season one of Justice League. Oh,
2: wow. That was quick. I guess uh, if you're doing the two-parters, two-parters, eat definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: next time we are doing the three-part finale, season finale, The Savage Time. Oh, neat which is a uh, Vandal Savage episode, mm-hmm. hence the name. Um, mm-hmm. First, that I think only canonical appearance of Adolf Hitler. So look forward to that. Cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's actually really good. Well, as long as someone <laughs> punches him in the face. I, well, no, but he does suffer a serious indignity. So good. We're good. Um,
2: if, if this hasn't been clear on this
0: show, uh, we firmly believe fuck Hitler. Yeah, I can't believe we have to say that in 2023, but yes, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, And I believe our friend Jason will be joining us for that. It's been a while. He he, uh, had a couple of uh, things come up and couldn't make it for the last couple of shows, like last couple of series, but uh, he should be here for this one. Oh, welcome back, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. The website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, there, is there anything else? There- uh,
2: like- we have a Patreon that you should give oh, money to.
0: Yes, please do. Patreon.com slash Algar. I am currently not, like, I'm still looking for voice work, and mm-hmm. it's the grueling process of auditioning and then not getting auditions. Yeah. Like, not getting callbacks. And I, I knew I was getting into it. I'm not mm-hmm. getting, like, Despondent exactly, but I am getting broke. Yeah. So if you want to maybe throw us a couple just bucks, I wouldn't hate that. And, I mean, look, I'm, 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 there's a certain point where I'm going to have to just go find a regular ass job mm-hmm. again, but I really would like a little more time to try to make this voice thing work first. Yeah. So that's so, all.
2: Just, uh, you know, kick us a couple bucks.
0: If you could, please. Uh, it, and you get access in exchange, to
2: hundreds of hours of entertainment.
0: Yeah. The, uh, we're we're about halfway through Batman: The Brave and the Bold, and the show's taking a real turn. It's starting to get real good now. Yep. Uh, if you're like a person
2: was... that, uh... sorry, go ahead. No, please. No, no, this is. Uh, get yeah, but I have I,
0: I have to cough. So please. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, we you also have access to uh, if you lo- if you're one of those weird people who like us like when we're mad, you've got all of the old episodes of us doing uh, the DC movies. Oh yeah, which yeah, we, we did. Dropped because we were sad all the time.
0: Like fifteen of those, I think. Yep. 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 And uh, you get all the stuff that we've made, the mm-hmm. bonus episodes of Endeavor, yep. uh, uh, extra episodes of uh, Death of Podcast with yep. me and Amanda. Uh, that's all there. Patreon.com slash Algar. I would appreciate mm-hmm. it. And um, I think that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala.
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.